Welcome to the Girl Power Alliance podcast, where you're going to meet and hear from some inspiring women with incredible stories who are leading in business and in faith. We are on a mission to impact the world by empowering women to dream bigger through kingdom-minded mentoring and leadership. This is where women grow. Welcome back to the Girl Power Alliance podcast. And I just have to preface this podcast by saying, hold on. <laughs> just going to say, hold on. Uh, because this is going to be, I already have, I have chills right now as I'm saying that, knowing that the presence of God is going to be very, very powerful in this conversation with this amazing, amazing woman that I have on named Monica. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can see she's just beautiful. I mean, aesthetically, she's just beautiful to look at. Her smile lights up the room. It lights up every virtual meeting that we have. She is a powerful woman of God. She's an entrepreneur. Um, she is a mother to eight. I said eight children. We're going to talk about that. She is a wife. She has incredible gift of prophecy. She has marketplace ministry authority and so many other things. And I told her before we started the recording, we're not going to talk about it because we're this podcast is going to be extraordinarily spontaneous. And I just want to say, welcome to the podcast, Monica. Thank you. I cannot wait to see what the Lord is going to bring out today. Me too. And be, so do me a favor and give a little bit, like give a little bit of background on your story, like your children, your husband, your professional career. So people get a little bit of depth to who this remarkable woman is. Absolutely. So my story is a story of how God will always connect the dots. So I, I was, uh, I gave my yes to the Lord when I was 15 at a youth retreat. I started working in youth retreats and I really wanted to be part of youth ministry. So I went ahead and got a degree in religious studies at a Jesuit university. And uh, during that time though, I got married. I was just 20 and I had my first child, like almost 21. And by the time I graduated, I already had two of my kids. So I went to get my diploma with two kids in, in tow. And uh, after about a year and a half of working in youth ministry, I realized that teens need their nights and weekends, and my children also needed mommy at nights and weekends. So I ended up leaving that, and for the next 27 years, I became an entrepreneur, and I had an as-need basis relationship with the Lord. Uh, you know, Lord, we're, we're out of money here, Lord, we're sick, or, you know, that type of thing. And then in 2019, the Lord brought me back miraculously uh, with an encounter with him in business through a company called Sanctuary Girl. And I became part of their corporate team. And it, it was like instant alignment. Wow, Lord, you really basically prepared me all of those 27 years in, in an area that I had no idea now you're calling me into, into the marketplace. Well, lo and behold, December of 2019, I was looking for my word of the year because, you know, that's what we entrepreneurs like to do. I couldn't decide on one. And I'm walking here in my bedroom and I hear the word speak. And I was like, what is that? And so I went into prayer about it. The Lord says, I want you to go live every day of 2020 and talk about me. And I said, Lord, do you know how many children I have? <laughs> do you know how 
many businesses I'm trying to run here. I don't have time to prepare. And I have not spoken in that capacity for 27 years. He said, are you going to do it? <laughs> so I said, I'll try. And uh, January 1st of 2020, I sat down right where I'm sitting right now, in front of my computer. I was about to press the, uh, the live button when the Lord decides to do something incredible that completely changed my life. He erased the whole Bible and everything I had learned at the university from my memory. I was lucky to know the name Jesus. Like it was gone. Wow. gone. And he said, I was stunned. And he said, Monica, you learned it from here in your head, and I'm going to teach it to you from here. Ooh. from your head. And so I went ahead, I turned the live button on, and this became a journey that lasted 426 days straight of him pouring in, me literally rolling out of bed, sometimes in my pajamas, <laughs> because I just did not want to miss. And he would speak to us 45 minutes, an hour. Zero prep, zero. It was all him. And I learned the gift of obedience. Wow. Because when I would sit in this chair on days that I was not feeling well, I was physically ill and I basically dragging myself to this chair, every symptom would be gone. Wow. Every symptom. And I would be fine. Sometimes for the rest of the day, sometimes I'd crawl back in bed. For, but for that time he wanted to speak, he would show up and I would be fine. And so he taught me uh, just, it's, you don't need to know everything. In fact, he said, Monica, if you could just have this one verse and believe it and walk it out, you would be fine for the rest of your life. Wow. And it was um, 2 Timothy 1.7. I've not given you a spirit of fear, but of power mm -hmm. of love and a sound mind. He said, if you can wrap that whole thing in your brain and in your heart, in your mindset, you will be good to go. You were, because I had a lot of, um, growth to do around feeling inferior because I knew literally everybody knew more about the Bible than I did when I was speaking. And he said, no, the Bible, the word is already alive in you. You just need to release it. Ooh. You don't need to try to get more of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit needs to try to get more of you. Mm. And so I was just uh, astounded, in awe, uh, humbled all of the things all at once. And just for me, it has been from there, like I can never go back because he has proven his faithfulness. He has proven that he can use anyone under any circumstance with eight children and two sets of twins and a husband and a dog and a cat and multiple businesses and no time. And he makes time for his kids is what he does. You got religious amnesia. I did. Praise God for that. Yes. How many people do we know that need that? <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Wow. Gosh. Um, what a beautiful. And I, I love that you actually said the gift of obedience. We, I think that we hear the word obedience and we hear the word discipline, which is in the verse that you shared, which is one of my, this, that particular verse is a verse that, that the Lord wrote on my heart years ago. 
And I think of it, I think every single day, I think of that specific verse every single day when I feel weak, when I feel angry, when I feel all the things. Nope. I have not been given a spirit of fear, but of one of love, of power, and a sound mind, or love of power, of discipline, depending on the version that you read. And I think that that is such a thing that we as human beings, especially living in the Western culture, like discipline and obedience, we just like run. Ew, ew, it's terrible. It's you're right, Monica. It's a gift. It is. It is. And, and another thing that he taught me was that he will never forget your first. Yes. Ooh. Oh yeah. It doesn't matter how far you stray. He's always going to pursue you because of that first. Yes. Wow. Well, a lot has happened to you since 2020, a lot has happened to you just since you and I got introduced and, um, your journey is one, you know, I talk to a lot of people. I meet a lot of people. You have a supernatural magnetic attraction to the supernatural you do. And so anywhere you go, anything you touch, you are surrounded by supernatural encounters and people and things. And, um, it's, it is truly something to be just admired in awe of just blessed by. And can you, can you talk about that a little bit? Because not everybody has this. And I don't know if you realize it's not normal because it's your life and it happens literally daily, but this doesn't happen for other people. Yeah. I I think, um, there is, there is a barrier in understanding and it all comes from knowing your identity. And when you understand your identity and you take the time, because for me, it all happened in the closet. If the Lord wakes me up at 3 a.m. and says, come meet me in the closet, I'm there. I don't hesitate anymore because I know he has something for me. And so I want more of him. I want more of him. So I show up and I show up and I show up regardless. So there's there's a consistency there. I believe that what I have is, is available to everyone. And it is something where, uh, for me, it's been the, you know, you hear a lot in scripture. Um, you know, the Christ in you, Christ in you. For me, it is understanding Christ in you, but moving over the hump of Christ as you. Mm. It's a very different mindset. It's a very different boldness. It's a very different understanding where I am understanding that I am the kingdom walking and that while I am not worthy the Christ in me and as me is worthy of it all. He is worthy of blessings. He is worthy of divine help. He is worthy of finances. He is worthy of all of the things. And so while I am able to remove myself from the, oh, but what about all the things that I did when I was young, this is wrong and this and that, uh, that goes to the wayside and I'm able to rise up as him and for him to get what is due to him. Mm. And I believe that that is what creates the boldness. And that is what creates, you know, heaven is watching and heaven is wanting to participate with us uh, in the here and now. And so I believe that is what creates the connection. My understanding that, no, I am walking as Christ here. I am the tool that he is using for others to experience his hope and love. And so I think that's where the, but, but in order to get there, there's a lot of surrender that has to happen. And I think that's the missing link. We don't want to leave our idols. 
We don't want to, to sacrifice certain things. We don't want to fast. We don't want to do the basic foundational principles of faith that the word has taught us. It's, it's truly remarkable because you talk about authority and this, I talk about authority a lot and, and we, it's part of our like vernacular as believers, like, oh, we have authority. We have authority. You know, Jesus is with us. We're his, we're the hands and feet, but it's almost like a cute little quote that you see on Facebook because very, very few people actually stand in that authority. And that, that authority is this, um, you're, you're so right. It, it begins with surrender. It, it, it's about, and we hear this, we hear this language our whole lives. If you're a believer for your whole life, die to self, right? Like dying to self and allowing Christ to lead and all of these things. But, but the, but the living that out is, is it's worlds apart. And the one, one of the verses in the Bible that I always think of all the time is that Jesus says, greater things than these will you do because I'm going to leave and I'm going to go to my father. And I always think to myself, okay, how am I going to do greater things? They raise people from the dead. You know what I mean? They cast out demons. They did all these things. I'm just this girl in California. How am I supposed to do all these things? And, um, and it seems very, it almost has mysticism attached to it for most people, because it seems like this, this power, this thing. But my, my view of this is the reason that we're going to do greater things, having faith is a greater thing because we never had, we never got to walk and hold hands and touch and hug and see Christ. So in and of itself, our faith is already greater because we are living with the belief and the hope and the, and inviting the presence in without ever seeing them. And so I think for most people, it's very, very difficult to stand in that authority because, and I just said this to my mom this morning, you have all this stuff going on in the world. People believe in aliens easier, faster, and more profoundly than they believe in the presence of God. It's crazy to me. Yes. Yes. And that faith, um, I think is very important to understand that it's not something that just comes to you. I think people just think they might look at, you know, any one of us and say, well, they, you know, faith just came to them because they, they believed for faith or whatever it may be. And, uh, my husband was reminding me a couple days ago, no, that's not how it works. Faith is a decision. Mm -hmm. You have to decide that you are going to walk it out. That means you get very uncomfortable with the unknown. The unknown is your safest place to be. It's not a place to run from. It's a place to pursue and run into that darkness that the Lord is going to supernaturally through people, through circumstances, through, through miracles, through different things. The light is literally going to pierce that darkness and you are going to get to see the true living God. Not just what you think about him, not just what you've read about him, but tangibly know him because he has shown up because you decided to show up first. And God has shown up in so many miraculous ways in your life. Just since I have been talking to you, you have had miracle after miracle after that, that come to you almost, I feel like almost daily in your life. When you want to share, first of all, we just share a couple with, with the people that are listening or watching number one and number two, uh, after like in the midst of, or after you share, will you, will you talk about how you create an environment in your life and your faith and in your world where, where those miracles are are activated and they're happening on a, they're not even like weird to you or abnormal. It's a part of your life. You live every day, Monica in miracles. 
Yes. Yes, I do. So we ended up opening a store in uh, in Raleigh, North Carolina, in like the most established mall. Like we're next to the Apple store and Macy's and we have never done retail. I've been in business for a long time, but we've never done retail. This was a total leap of faith. Uh, we didn't even have the money for this. And uh, my husband said, well, maybe I have some stock because he had recently sold some. Maybe I have $1,000 is what he told me. How are you going to open a store with $1,000? But he said, regardless, he said, maybe I'll go check. I think I have $1,000 to at least tell the bank we got something. Literally to the dollar was the complete amount that we needed. So it all just started off with a miracle. After that, uh, I'll give you a quick story. This is one of my favorites is in, we started tithing to our church from what we were making at the store. We opened at the end of June. In September, it was our slowest month to date. And when I was in church, the Lord says, double it. And I was like, Lord, we don't even have our tithe from last month and you want us to double it? And so I went to my husband, Jared, and I said, the Lord wants us to double our tithe. And I was a little nervous because, you know, that's a lot. And he said, I guess we'll double it. That was the first miracle right there because I was not exactly. Yes. But that following, that was a Sunday, the following Wednesday, I'm standing behind the counter at the store. And uh, one of our employees, team members, Miriam was standing next to me. And I said, Miriam, the Lord is really stretching our faith this month. He wants us to double our tithe. And I was about to say, but we don't have the money. When in walks a man with a briefcase, he stands right in front of me. He looks me straight in the eyes and he says, I have to be obedient. I'm here with my tithe. <laughs> and my jaw dropped. He said, I don't have a church that I go to, but I've been in your store. And I know that the presence of God is here. And he told me to give it to you. Let me tell you. Oh, oh and he said, and I'm not just coming this time. I'm coming every month. <laughs> so this is just proof that as a child of the most living God, there will never be lack in your life. Mm. If you believe him for it, you are not allowed to walk in lack. It's not part of your kingdom nature. It's not part of your kingdom inheritance. It's not you. So if you are thinking, believing, experiencing lack, just know that that is not for you and that you can make a decision to choose faith, to choose belief, to choose that he will show up and he will. He will. Um, that you, I remember when you told me this story and I was like, okay, this girl's got some, this girl's got some supernatural anointing on her because this is, this is just one of many stories that Monica has shared with me over the last couple of months. And you said something a little bit ago that I, I want, like, I want to dig in a, a little bit on this because I think that our idea of what faith is, is not what, what it is. You, you said, um, you talked about faith as a decision you're deciding and and that deciding is an action. Faith is actually action. You know, we have all these things that have come out that the enemy tries to use as almost like fraudulent things that create manifestation and all these things that that take away from, you know, the the power of the living God, the power that Jesus gave us, you know, with his 
life and then death on the cross and the power of the Holy Spirit that we have access to. And so this whole manifestation, and I remember when The Secret came out, however many years ago now, everybody was reading that book and thought, oh, all you have to do is this. And, and it takes away, in my opinion, it takes away the what actual faith is. Faith is the decision to believe in a God that is unseen, that loves you and has the power to overcome all things, number one. And then is an action step after that to walk into, and you talked about walking into the unknown, um, getting comfortable in the unknown and walking into that thing. So, so many women, I know you talk to people like this in the store every day. So many win, men, women and men, I feel like God's calling me to this thing, but I don't know what, I don't know what the next step is. I can't afford it. I don't have the bank account. I don't have the skill. And, and so we allow all these things that we don't have or don't know how to, to stop us from taking this step. But that's what the faith is. The faith is actually taking a step in that direction, in lack, in weakness, in your, you know, fear into the complete and utter unknown. That's actually what faith is. And as you, in my own life, as I've done that, it's like I'm blindfolded, hands tied behind my back. And God says, go do this thing. And I'm like, okay, I think this is what you're telling me to do, God. I'm going to take a step. I have no idea. Just don't let me be stepping over a cliff. That's my prayer every time. Like, put something there where my foot lands. I'm going to take the step. No idea. I'm totally ill equipped. I don't have the knowledge. I don't have the money. I don't have the ability. I'm going to take the step. And trusting that your foot is going to land in the place that he wants you to, and then doing it again and again and again. That's my kind of definition of what actually faith is. It's not this overwhelming feeling of like, oh, I've got it. I know it. I'm so confident. I think the enemy wants people to think that that's what it is. That's why nobody does anything. There is nothing comfortable about the walk with Jesus. (laughs) Honestly, there is no part. You have to die to yourself. Moment by moment. Yes. And and you have to do things that are uncomfortable. You have to be bold and be willing to, to be literally the city on a hill when you want to be like under the hill and hide. You have to come out of hiding. He's calling his people to come out of hiding. Mm. That is why what you are doing in building leadership in women is so important because it is that call to come out of hiding. That is not our place. That is not our place. And the enemy is telling us, yeah, just stay back there. It'll be more comfortable. People will like you. You have to know that when you stand in truth, there will always be a price to pay. And you have to be okay with that. You literally have to be okay with that. But the rewards of obedience is that you get to, on the other side of that action, come face to face with your true identity in Christ. That is the gift. And what a gift it is. And it's, I don't sit in that place every moment of every day. If I'm just being transparent, I have moments of it where I'm like, okay, I feel 10 foot tall and bulletproof today in this action. And And then I have other days that I wake up and I'm like, God, you have to show up. I'm so ill-equipped. I'm so unable to do this today. I, I mean, in full transparency, there's, I have a lot of things that to this week. And I was just praying, God, like, I, I need you. I need you to show up because I'm taking actions and doing things and making decisions that like in and of my, who I am, I don't 
I don't know what everybody needs and I don't know the right thing. So you have to show up. Um, I have learned, I'm going to be 50 this year. I have learned to live in this place where I have this constant feeling of uncomfort, discomfort, uncomfortability, um, unknown, you know, and as a leader, you know, this, you're doing a lot of things. And so the people that rely on you, they need you to be confident in the direction that you're going. And so like, it's almost this wrestle between leading from a place of confidence and authority. And also at the exact same time on the inside, Jesus show up. <laughs> like, can you relate to that? Exactly. Yes. Well, just this morning I was on my bed. I threw the covers over my head and I'm like, I don't want, I don't want to face the world today. Everything is so much. It's, it's so much. And, and my husband was laughing at me. He's like, now, you know what I feel because for him, this has all been, since we opened the store, it's been his encounter with the Lord and wow. his Lord. Uh, and, and all our family has literally been transformed in the process. And so it is because we're never going to understand, you know, all the things of the kingdom. It's too much for, for our human brains. Uh, and so it's always going to be bigger than life. And so it's, it's just a beautiful thing that we get to take it day by day. I'm not going to think about tomorrow. I'm going to think about today and how I can be present in your rest as I work. I get to live and walk out a life of ease. That is who you created me to be. That's what it looks like to be under the shadow of your wing. Mm. That's what it looks like to be hidden in Christ. I get to walk from a place of ease and I need to keep reminding myself of that. When the enemy says, this is too much, I have to pull back and I have to build that wall between that voice and truth and decide to opt with, yes, his perfect shalom is mine, which means nothing missing and nothing broken. Mm. That's what I get to do today. That's how I get to participate in life today. That's why my problems turn into opportunities. And my faith gets attached to hope, which gives me an infinite number of possibilities of how this particular circumstance can end. And so it's a beautiful place to be. It's an, it's an interesting, this whole thing is just an interesting journey. And I look at just, you know, you only have your own experience. And I look at, let me ask you a question. I think that part of my ability to keep walking forward is this, this spirit of rebellion that God created inside of me to, to, to have the grit to be, you said, you talked about earlier, there is a price to pay. There, there's always a price. And one of the things I try to teach my kids is there's always a consequence to your action. It could be a good consequence or it could be a bad consequence. If you feel compelled, if you feel called to stand up, my, my daughter, my youngest daughter, I'm excited to see what she does in the world because she always had a heart to protect people that were being marginalized in her school or whatever. She, she was the one she wanted to be their little, you know, their little guardian. And she was like, I don't know what to do. Blah, blah. I said, there's always a price to pay. So you have to, you have to go into that, whatever it is that like, whatever the situation is, you have to go into it knowing that the result is going to be probably both, but like when you stand up for something, you're going to make somebody mad when you go forward, 
And, you know, the consequence could be great that that person thanks you, but then there's always, you have to go in knowing and being willing to accept those being a target. And you know this, cause I've talked a lot about this in the Radiant Leadership Academy. Like it's just, it goes with the gig and it doesn't, you don't even have to be in a place of authority, like owning a store or running a business. This is you as a mom praying for your kids. This is you as a wife taking a stand for your marriage. This is you when you feel called to lead a group at the church. This is just, this is just life. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, one of the keys, and I think we tend to isolate our faith or or our faith journey just to ourselves and our family. And that's not how it's meant to be. God created us as a body. Mm. And so it's really important for us to know that the journey is that we are not alone. The journey is we are supposed to lean on each other because he knows we're not going to be a hundred percent. Like you said, in authority 24 seven, there are going to be days where we need somebody to pour into us and remind us of who we are (laughs) and lift us up and send us a nice bouquet of flowers or whatever it may be, a bowl of chicken soup. And Mm -hmm. And just be there for each other. You know, the the prayers of a community coming together to overthrow, that's how you overthrow a principality. That's right. In any space. It's through the prayers of community. And so instead of saying, I so like my husband, he was saying, I never want our store to be a business. I never want us to have the mindset that it is a business. And I want us to be able to walk in that in that space of this is God. And and I'll 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 mention something that I I, I did mention it in the Radiant Leadership Academy, but the Lord uh, shared with me prophetically through somebody, he, he said, the Lord says that he did not give you this business to steward. <laughs> that you are in the family business. You are his daughter and he gave you the keys. When I have the keys and I know that I'm part of the family, it's not just part of, you know, God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It is the whole family, the whole family. And he will appoint people to you. So don't reject them. Let them come. Let them come. Jared was telling me this morning, he's like, God did not create you to be the retail maven. (laughs) He created you to bring the kingdom forward. So don't let that be your goal. Use the body of Christ so that we can all together move back the forces of darkness, so that we can all souls to Christ. We can all together work on the kingdom vision. The kingdom vision is a big one. And we all get a little slice of the pie. And we've all been placed strategically in different places, in different uh, points of, of society in order to create those touch points. Don't miss your touch point out of fear. Don't miss your touch point out of feeling that you don't know enough or, uh, or you don't know what to say. He does. Just be used. Just open your mouth and he will fill it. I promise you, but he won't if you don't open your mouth. Mm. He, he will refuse because in scripture, it says whatever you bind on earth, you bind in heaven. It is a legal contract. This is a government. And so when you are binding with your words, oh no, I'm not equipped. I can't say this. I can't do that. Legally, 
The Lord has no permission to come and intervene in that. You are cutting the cord of that interaction, of that intervention. And so we need to be mindful of our words. You talk a lot about words. Uh, we need to be mindful of how, how we are perceiving all of this moving. It's the Christ, us moving as Christ, us being able to be in complete alignment with the kingdom so that all of these touch points that he wants us to meet other people at will come to pass and we're not blocking it ourselves. Mm. Oh gosh, this, we could talk for the rest of the day about this one thing. And, you know, as like, there's, there's so much going on in the kingdom right now. There's so much going on in the world. And it is a busy, loud, chaotic distraction. The, it really, there's so much distraction going on. Then I believe that the closer, the, the thinner the veil gets, the bigger the kingdom gets, the louder the distraction gets to have, you know, people go, look over here, look at all this terrible crap that's going on. Because really we have what's going on at Asbury College. <laughs> we have just like amazing things going on around the world for real. And, and yet all we, you know, the enemy wants us to, keep doing this thing. And most of the women that, that we're involved with, not all of them, but, but many of them are involved in marketplace stuff. They have businesses that they run from home. They have stores, they have traditional businesses. They're involved in network marketing. They're involved with GPA, you know, as ambassadors, there's a lot of people that feel, and a lot of prophetic words have been spoken over the fact that, you know, revival is going to come from the marketplace. This is going to be a key player. I mean, revival is coming from everywhere. That's the truth. Revival is coming from everywhere. But the marketplace is going to be a key place because so many of us, myself included, have kept revival out of the marketplace because, well, I, I know why I did because I wanted to be successful. And I believe this lie that if I was going to be successful, that I couldn't talk about it because I wanted, you know, you're, you have to retract everybody, the whole thing. You guys know all that. But there is this key distinction that I think that there's a whole segment of believers that they are getting stuck in. And I'd like to just kind of like talk about this as we're getting closer to the end of this podcast that could go on for hours that I won't do it, but we could do it. So being, being women on, on a mission, our mission, our purpose being in the world, right. But not be and but but being kingdom in that. So believers, like you need to, it needs both. We talk about this community and how we need community to pour into us, to pray with and for us, to build us up as we're feeling broken down and staying in this bubble, right? This this bubble of believers that is our armor, that is that fills our cup, right? Being the hands and feet of Jesus, but we can't stay there. You have to be filled and then you have to go out into the world, into the war zone, and you have to be the hands and feet. And it's okay that you get broke down. It's okay that you get arrows. It's okay. And then go back to the tent and fill back up and then leave again. Too many believers want to stay in the tent. They want to be surrounded by the tent. They don't want to be around, you know, people that, that don't know yet what you know. Can you like speak into that a little bit? Cause I know you're on the, you're on the front lines of the war every day, Monica. Yes. Uh, the Lord told me when we opened the store, he said, not everybody will go into the four wall church, but they'll come to the mall Amen. and I want to keep them where they're at. And so when I got that understanding and also he placed us strategically because he said every store that is opened, I am placing strategically to overthrow specifically the, the principality that is ruling in that region. Mm. 
And so I knew from day one that this was holy ground. And I think that we do not look at our businesses, no matter where you are, if you're doing a Zoom from, you know, from your bedroom, or if you are in a brick and mortar or you're on a plane, it doesn't matter. But we need to understand that this is a positioning and we are standing on holy ground. And so when we are, when we know that we are standing on a firm foundation so that whatever the world is coming to throw at us, we cannot be moved. We cannot be tossed to and fro like the waves of the sea. We are solid. We are rooted. We are grounded. We have those roots growing down into those powerful, uh, you know, roots of those trees that get to stand next to still beautiful waters, mm. right? So that we do not, we do not thirst. And so when we open the store, it's a 5,500 square foot store. Big. We literally have enough product for maybe a thousand square feet. And I was like, Lord, why do we need so much space? He said, because you need the living room, which is the back of the store where all the miraculous things happen. It's where community comes. He said, this used to be the Apple store, this, this place used to be the Apple store. Then it was the Amazon store. Then it was our, our store. He said, I picked this place because those are legacy companies. They're visible and influential. Mm. But now my turn to put my fingerprint in the mar marketplace and create my legacy. Mm. So I need you to know that what you are doing is legacy building. And sometimes that seems like a very big word and, and maybe something that we can't understand quite yet because it's so far from us. Legacy sounds like very, you know, it's going really yeah. far. But the truth is that the, that, that one yes that you make today will impact someone, you know, 500 years from now, like whatever, how long it takes, but it will. It's like that dandelion seed that you throw, it, it looks like a little wispy flower, right? You blow it and all the seeds just fall all over the place. But the truth is when a seed lands in mm -hmm. any place, that dandelion takes over the whole area. And so as we show up, we are planting seeds. We are planting seeds. We, we may never see that. We will, in fact, we will never see the impact of our yes until we meet him face to face. And so we need to know that the marketplace needs the workers. We need to be willing to show up. We need to stop putting the excuses up. We need to repent. I think we don't, we don't spend much time on repentance. We're just kind of like, okay, I'm going to go from glory to glory. I'm just going to fill myself up, feel good about myself, and then take one little step of action. And then I'll get shot down. I'll go back. I'll get filled up and I'll get halfway to the next step. No, 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 no. There's no more time for that. <laughs> the, the time it's time for action. He's he's calling his entrepreneurs into the huddle right now for the next play. If you are not ready to show up to that huddle, you are going to miss out. You literally because this is a mutual thing. It's for others, but it's also for us. Yeah. The testimonies that I get to tell every day to other people of things that have happened in the store, it is so powerful because says the enemy is destroyed by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Yes. That testimony is great for other people, but is also to tell the enemy, stand down, stand down, because I know what the Lord has done for me. I know that he has provided for me when there was no money. I know that he miraculously showed up and he healed this person and he did this and he did that. 
So you have no say in this circumstance or situation or in my life. So you're going to have to stand back because I've got one, 10, 20, 30 testimonies. That's right. I decided to show up and sow the seed in the marketplace, in the places where you will not find the religious people, in the places where you're going to have to have difficult, uncomfortable conversations with people who have been hurt. They have been deceived. They have, they have, felt all of the experiences and the, why is God doing this to me? And you get to say, oh, no, 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 that's not God. That's the enemy. You are wrong at the, you're mad at the wrong person. You need to, you need to, that, that unforgiveness that you have and that thing that that person did to you, it wasn't them. They were being deceived. Put your anger towards the enemy and show him that you can be Christ for that person Mm. in the middle of that forgiveness. And so there, it's just these big leaps. He's calling us right now to big leaps of, of awareness. He gave me this formula when I was kind of in the middle of this very difficult place a few months ago. He said, Monica, this is how you're going to be able to walk as me. He said, see me. I need you to see me in every circumstance, in every situation. I just need you to be aware that I'm there. So that you can know me. Mm. As you know me, then you can be me. As you become me, others get to see me. Beautiful. And so it's a beautiful circle. It's a circle and it's, it's discipleship. It's all of the things that he's called us to be. So that we're going from one light, turning on the next light, turning on the next. And then all of a sudden, it's just so bright, you need sunglasses. And I believe that that's what he's called us to do in the marketplace, to, to leave our excuses behind, to go back to our foundations of faith that we know work, but we like to overcomplicate or pretty things up a little too much. Mm-hmm. And that is a distraction from fasting, from prayer, from doing the things that he's called us to do, from not forgetting our first love. Go back to your first yes. Find the excitement. On that first day when you actually knew there was a love so unconditional that it covered every wrong you ever made. Go back to that. Just dwell in that for a second, for a day, for a week. Take the week off because that is your foundation. If you can't operate from there, everything else you're doing is meaningless because you're basing it on with the wrong intention, the wrong motive. Know your motives as to why you are doing this and why he has called you. That's a gift. Anybody who's called into marketplace ministry, it's because the Lord has appointed and gifted them the ability to lead. That period. You have to be willing to lead. You have to be okay with doing a Facebook Live. You have to be okay with talking to somebody who uh, you know, just went through betrayal. You have to be okay with... Um, with doing the simple things like I'm going to turn my phone off right now and I'm going to read a story to my child who has been waiting for me all day because I've been on the phone and doing business. It's understanding the full picture. We can't try to please God through our work. We are already enough more than, in fact, if you did not do one more thing right now today, he would be pleased. He would be pleased with you and he would never stop loving you. And I think we get, especially me, I have a workaholic tendency. So for me, it was like, oh, what more can I do for God? And then I just go to burnout 
and I'm useless to him. I'm useless to the kingdom. I'm useless to other people. I'm useless to my family. I'm useless to the vision that was placed in me from the beginning of time. And so I need to be willing to stay on track and to, and to check the boxes of my priorities and be willing to follow those diligently. It's a lot of work. Oh my goodness. I mean, those of you that are listening or watching, how lucky do you feel to have heard? There were so many nuggets. We could do a whole podcast on the last three minutes. We could do seven podcasts on the, the sentences of the last three minutes because you just gave people so much. And you're right. It is. It's a lot of work. But but the difference for me is I tend to be a workaholic too, Monica. This is something that we share. We have a lot of similarities in, in the way that God knit us together. Um, which is why I think that I just am so drawn to you because I'm like, I get you. <laughs> like I get you. Although I, I am not having these supernatural encounters every day, like you are having. So I need to go and rub against you and get some of that for me. But I think that um, what happens when you, you know, this, when you're, when you are working toward any goal out, outside of working towards something, whatever it is that you're working for, when you're doing it and it's not in this intention, like you said, of doing it for God, there, you can very quickly get super frustrated, very, very tired. And I'm not talking about like you need sleep because that's our physical body, but I'm talking about in your, in your heart and in your mind and in your spirit, just tired, like weary, like weary. Um, but when you're partnered with God, even if your body physically is tired, cause you need sleep, there is this internal peace about what you're doing. There's this internal drive and motivation that continues to pull you even when you're horrified and scared. And so there is a very big difference. And I didn't know the difference until I walked in it because I always felt like I'm doing what God asked me to do. I'm, you know, and I'm just striving. And we hear that word. This is such a like Christianese word that we talk about, but until you've experienced the difference, and I only learned it in flat out, ugly cry, surrender, white flag. That's where I learned the, the difference between the two. And I maybe had moments of it over the years, but I never stuck in it long enough to actually learn it. And I never got to the place of surrender, like face down. We, and again, this is another Christianese, surrender, surrender. And I think we all think, oh, I've totally surrendered. But true surrender is super brutally, painfully hard. True surrender. So I don't say it like haphazardly, like this cute little word. Oh, I surrender with the white flag. Surrender for me has been like literally flat on the floor. There's nothing. There's nothing in my ability that can make this happen. There's nothing in my intelligence that can think my way out. There's nothing in me that has, there's nothing left. I am incapable of going forward in and of myself. That's where true surrender lies. And I think that that's, we talk about like rock bottom and stuff and, but surrender and rock bottom are, are kind of different. They're very similar, but they're kind of different. And it's a, it's a beautifully painful place. Yes, it is. It is. And I had, the Lord gave me a beautiful vision about surrender. And it actually had to do with me understanding that I was loved in the middle of my mess. And so I had this vision where I was five years old and I'm walking in this beautiful field and Jesus comes up to me with this beautiful little crown of flowers and he mm. puts it on my head and he says, I love you and I'm so proud of you. And then I jump to 10 
I'm a little bit older and he comes up again and he does the same thing. I love you and I'm so proud of you. And then I'm 16 and I'm like, okay, I'm not totally behaving and you know, things are happening in the world and I'm making decisions that probably aren't the best. And he still comes and he says, I love you and I'm so proud of you. And then I'm like 20 and that's when, you know, things get really rough and he's coming again. And I'm like, no, no, I can't accept that. I can't accept that. And he just kept insisting. I love, I accepted the I love you, but I could not accept the I'm so proud of you. Because like, how can you be proud of me? I'm making all these bad decisions. And he said, you won't be free until you believe me. And so I decided in that moment to say, okay, I accept it. Like with hesitation, but I did. And all of a sudden I see these, handcuffs just fall open up and fall from my wrists and fall to the floor and I'm just dancing in the fields with a freedom like I had never experienced before praise God and I think that that the surrender is the is the almost like what you're saying letting go of that but at the same time under like accepting the love because the love covers it all and makes it all new yeah a beautiful journey. Um, Monica, if people want to find you, how do they find you? Uh, well, uh, websites, yeah. social media, all the things. Okay. Uh, so monministries.com M O N. Uh, and then it's also mon ministries on Facebook. Our store is mon Christian gifts. And we have a Facebook group as well for the store. And pretty soon we will also have the website up for the store as well. What, what is the URL going to be for the website? It's going to be monchristiangifts.com. Perfect. We'll make sure that all of her information so that you can grab onto her coattails <laughs> will be in the show notes. So if you're listening to this as an audio podcast, it's right below um, in the show notes. If you're listening, if you're watching this on YouTube, then it's just below the video so that you can reach out and connect. And, and I want to um, encourage you, if you are anywhere near where her store is, go in and have an experience and an encounter with this amazing woman. She's doing big things, um, and not just in the store, but in the kingdom. And I just love you, Monica. I want to thank you for spending the time and sharing so much of who you are and your just gifting on this podcast and with the GPA community. And I love you. Love you back. Thank you, my friend. That podcast was just nugget after nugget after nugget. <laughs> Monica dropped some incredible truth bombs. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I hope you stuck around for the whole thing. Man, we got 50 minutes of just power-packed truth on that podcast. This is like what happens here in this community. This is what happens. We get phenomenal women that are on a mission who are having their lives transformed by the love of God, having their lives transformed by this community, who are boldly stepping out to do whatever it is that they are called to do, and they are sharing it with as many women as possible. And if that resonates with you at all, then you belong here. We're your people. This is where you're supposed to be. Girl Power Alliance is a personal professional development company. We keep God at the center of everything. And we offer you the opportunity to share that with other women and grow your own income from home on a device. All you need is Wi-Fi, a dream, and some type of a device. And you too can make this happen. And we're growing all around the world and we're having so much fun doing it because we're watching God do phenomenal things in people's lives through the resources, through the calls, 
just through connection, community, through prayer. It's truly life-changing. I don't even have words. I don't even know what to say to you other than, you know, this is where you're supposed to be. We are your people and we need you. Your voice is needed and wanted here in this community. Head over to girlpoweralliance.com. Say yes to us so that you can begin your journey too and have your life dramatically impacted this year. Girl Power Alliance. It's where women grow.